Hey, it's your host, Mark Santiago, and I'm excited to introduce you to the next level of this podcast, Empowered AF 2.0. 2.0. In this next stage of Empowered AF, we're going to dive deeper into what it means to be an empowered man in his most advanced form. I'm talking healthy communication, healthy lifestyle, both physically and emotionally, and evolving into the man you've always wanted to be. So stick around and join me in this episode of Empowered AF 2.0. Mark. We're going to talk yeah. about truth versus lies today. My life, we, man. Huh? I said, that's my life. That's, that's your life? Every fucking day I'm trying to discern. Am I lying to myself or am I telling myself the damn truth? Because the truth fucking hurts sometimes. But, oh, it hurts so good. And, oh, it's worthy. It's worth it. Yeah. It is yeah. worth it. Yeah, but don't they say the truth will set you free? Isn't there they some do. fun saying out there like that? It's it's actually in the Bible. Jesus yeah. said it himself. Yeah. Know the truth yeah. and the truth shall set you free. Exactly. Um, there is definitely a lot of truth in what he's saying. Yeah. Pun intended. Pun intended. You know, when it comes to like truth versus lies, you know, we hear many lies in the line of work that we're in. You know, seldom we hear truths yeah. in, in the beginning. Um, why do you believe that is? You know, why do you feel like guys get stuck in the dogmatic thinking of like these lies? Yeah. I mean, like I can try to give you the Reader's Digest version of that. Um, and it was something we covered on a little bit in uh, at the last retreat we did. Um, no. But really, if you if you think about it, we we were raised with these lies. Right. Yeah. There's a story uh, of, a, of a woman who was cooking a ham one day and she took out the ham, unfoiled it, and she cut off both ends and then put it in the pot uh, or put it in the thing and then put it in the oven. And one day her daughter comes to her and says, uh, Mom, why do you cut the ends of the ham off? And she says, well, because that's what my mom used to do. And so that's the way she taught me to do it. And that's the way I do it. So one day the mother comes over and says, well, honey, uh, how come you, how come you, or, or mom, why did you cut off the, the ends of the ham? And she says, well, because that's what my mother did as well. And so one day grandma comes over and they all want to know, grandma, why do we cut the sides of the ham off? And she says, well, because when, when you guys were little, when she said this to the mom, she said, when you were little, we had a very small container and we couldn't fit the entire ham in. So we had to cut off both sides of the ham to fit the ham inside of the container to put it in the oven. Well, the other daughter didn't realize that. And so she just kept cutting off the ham. And then the other daughter did definitely didn't know. And, and the, you know, the, the great grandchild definitely would not have known had grandma not told the truth. Well, it wasn't that they were lying to her. It was that, that was the truth that she knew. And there's a difference between believing just flat out lies and believing truths that you know, that you think, you know. And that's what she was doing. And that's, that's why I think a lot of us believe what we believe is because there was sort of this lie that was passed down that in order to cook a ham, you have to cut off both sides of the ham. And I can guarantee you that there are lies. There are things you're believing about your life. There are things you're believing about being a husband. There are things you're believing about being a father. There are things you're believing that were passed down to you from other people that don't even know why they were telling you to do that. There are good meaning people that have good meaning stories to tell you that may not actually have the truth behind them. They just do them because that's what they were told to do. Man, mic drop. I'm just looking at some of the, like, the looks on these guys' faces right now. I'm curious. For some of the guys that are here that are live with us, if they're tuned in, what are some of the lies you woke up today telling yourself? 
Like, what's a lie you're telling yourself today? Is it, I'll do all this work and she just won't notice? Or what if I do all this work and she doesn't notice? Is it, there's just no going back? Man, I think one of the biggest lies that men tell themselves is that it's too late. It's too late for me. It's too late to change. It's too late to fix things. It's too late to save things. How many guys have told themselves that lie? Put the number one in the chat if that is you. That you believe it's too late. Things are too far gone. They're too much in the shit show. Things are too deep. Do me a favor. Put the okay. Apparently, no guy has ever told themselves that lie before. That's a surprise. My bullshit radar is going off. Does it really matter if I get her back? Oof. I'll just lose her again. That's a big one. And why don't we dive into that one? Yeah. Do you, yeah is it, I mean, go ahead. yeah, where you, where you want to take this? Yeah, I wanted to. Well, I'm curious to hear some of the lies these guys are telling themselves because I want to bring them to the truth of what they're experiencing, similar to what we do with truth serum, but I'm not going to do any exercise-based training. I just want to get these guys fired up because it seems like yeah. right now they're at like a two and we're at like an eight. Yeah. yeah. So does it really matter if I get her back? I'll just lose her again. Um, there's two ways that that can go. Is that, is that based on your behavior or is that based on her behavior? Yeah. Whoever Deagle is. Hers. Yeah. What, what do you think on that, Joey? What, what are your, what are your thoughts on this belief? On if I, why does it matter if I get her back, I'll just lose her again. Yeah. What I'm hearing is there's a pattern of losing her in cat and mouse of her running and you chasing. And I'm curious if that is a dynamic that's present, what are you actually holding on to? Like, what is it you actually want if you're consistently playing this cat and mouse game? Because we witness this a lot. Guys like, will chase, and then maybe they get her attention, they get what they want, and then they revert to old patterns. And it's like they get stuck in this dogmatic cycle over years. And if that's what he's recognizing, it's a firm indicator that everything you've done up until now hasn't gotten you where you want to be. And that's also the indicator it's time to do something different. That's what I yeah, see. And so he's he's saying that he's deployed and they feel every time he comes back they fall in love, and then so it's uh, like they have this cycle. Yeah. Mm. Now I'm retired. Been together for 23 years. Okay. Okay. So you you haven't gone on deployment again. I'm just waiting for him to respond here as well. Man, so every time we'd go on deployment, they'd fall back in love when he came back. Isn't there some like fancy saying like distance makes the heart grow fonder? Something like that. Yeah, I mean, the hard part about anybody that's in the military and the deployment thing is mm -hmm. you you lack consistency in the in the actual mm -hmm. every day. Yeah. And so long distance is really, really challenging to do. What happens is there's there's um there's not just connection, it's it's how you actually, um, there's a psychological term I'm searching for in my brain right now. It has to do, it's an A word. I can't even think of it right now, but it's how you like connect with somebody else. Um, 
it's golly Lorray, I'm looking at you and I'm thinking, I know you know the word. It's uh it, it starts with an A. Do you know what I'm talking about? The way we connect with people emotionally. Uh it's it's like behaviorally, like we are avoidant or we're what is that word? Do you know? Ambivalent the, the attachment. There it is. Attachment. Attach- oh, okay. Attachment style. I was thinking so much higher level. <laughs> I was like ambiguous. Yeah. So what's happening is is the attachment is when 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 he's deployed, they're detached. When they come back together, they're attached. And so there's this con- this constant cycle of in and out. And and so they've trained their brains basically to be like that. And so then when yeah. they finally try to come back together physiologically, there's literally a breakdown that happens. So it's like maybe they're used to being together for 60 days or 90 days or three months. But then after three months, they they start to detach because that's what their body has been doing for the last 20 years. Yeah. Anxious versus. So where do you go from here? You know, what I'm hearing is this pattern is what they're both used to. And yeah, I mean, you literally have to retrain your brain like yeah. like there's no, you know, uh, you're not what I don't know what you are not. He says, I'm not. I'm not anxious or yeah, I don't want to I don't want to put words. In yeah, let's not else. get into that. Let's not get into the anxious avoidant types. It's too much yeah. in the attachment styles. So we're not we're not there right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's let's get back to like the actual like heart of what you were trying to get to. So you're talking about truth versus lies. Let's mm-hmm. let's break that down a little bit more so there's a little more context for some guys coming in now. Yeah. Yeah, so let's break that down. The lies are the things that we get stuck in that otherwise I would call fantasies. You know, the lies are the places that we get stuck in that sometimes feel good. Maybe they give us this I would call that false hope. You know, sometimes guys lean into the lies so much and it gives them this sense of false hope. When if we look at the other side of the coin, like, what is the truth? In this example, the lie was, man, if I get her back, she'll just leave again. When the truth is, your patterns have parlayed this outcome consistently. So really, man, our biggest roadblock is the man in the mirror. It's going to entail leadership from someone. So with that, like fundamentally... Guys, what is the lie that you're telling yourself right now that is similar to what Diego's experiencing? I want to polarize that for these guys. Like, that's what I want to give them to take yeah. away. Because if you can actually like clarify what that lie is, you can compare that to what the truth is of what you're experiencing. And I can almost guarantee you 99% of the time, 99.99% of the time, the lie is not the same thing as the truth. I don't yeah, think I've it, ever worked with a guy to where his lie was actually the truth. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing too, to be aware of is that when we're talking about these situations, there's always truth behind, you know, somebody coming back, somebody not coming back that I think we have to sort of dance around a little bit here because mm-hmm. in this spe- specific situation, what we're looking for is the lie that we're telling ourselves and what that's based on. Um, it, there may be some element of truth that, you can't get this person back because e- even at the end of the day, that's not what we're really after here. We're after what you're believing about yourself more than anything. So there's, 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 there's stories you're telling yourself about your situation that are a little bit different from the stories you're telling yourself about you. And the control we have is not the stories is not the outcome of the situation, but it's the stories we tell about ourselves. And so if the story you're telling yourself is if I do X, Y, Z, my wife will never come back you're really telling yourself the wrong story because yeah. it's that's not what this is about it's 
What do I need to shift and or believe about myself that puts myself in the most attractive light possible and powerful position possible that could potentially bring her back to me if she so desires? That is a completely different story than if I do this, then she'll come back, then she'll leave me, right? That story that you're telling yourself is based upon fact from history, historical patterns repeating itself. So we would call in psychology a default future. So a default future says, if nothing changes, ceteris paribus economics term there, if all else stays the same, then this is the default future, which is these things will always be. So if you have a habit or a pattern of repeating an addiction, any type of cycle, if nothing shifts, nothing changes, you will continue to do the same thing over and over and over again. So something must shift inside of you. When you look at the relationship aspect, there is a lie that you're believing about yourself that is showing up in the relationship that is causing yourself to repeat the same mistakes, therefore repeating the same type of relationship over and over and over again. That is ultimately what you continue to do. So that's why at Empowered Man, we don't focus on how do you shift something in the relationship because you can't shift the relationship until you've shifted yourself. This all goes back to shifting me. So what I'm believing and how I'm showing up has everything to do with how the relationship has an opportunity to shift. Because at the end of the day, I don't give a fuck what any of these motherfuckers say out there. I don't care what coach is shouting it from the rooftops. It only takes one to save a marriage. Fuck you. It doesn't. It takes two people. You're all fucking lying to people for money. Okay. It takes two fucking people because it doesn't matter what you do. She has to want to let go of the stories she's telling herself about you and the stories she's telling herself about her affair partner and whatever else is fucking going on. That's mm-hmm. what these motherfuckers won't tell you. That's the damn truth. Cause I'm here to tell you truth. I'm not here to fucking lie to you about, Oh brother, if you just do this, you're going to get her back. Listen, I fucking did it. I slept with my wife until she came back. And two years later, we were still divorced. Why? Because I didn't fix me. I did not shift me. It took me getting my balls back. It took me having power and communicating again. It took me having boundaries. It took me looking at my own inner shit, my own inner fucking demons to then determine, do I want to be in a relationship with a narcissist, period? Do I want to be with someone who has this addiction, this this whatever shit that's going on? Or do I want to do X, Y, Z? And that's what I chose. So I say that from this place of power, not from a place of manipulation. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's why when you hear me and you hear empowered man, there's no fucking manipulation here. I say, fuck you to any motherfucker that tries to say I'm doing this for something of personal gain. Yes, it is a business. But at the end of the day, I want to fucking help guys. And I will mm-hmm. tell you the truth and I will lose clients over it all fucking day. It happens. I get hung up on. We get all kinds of shit because we will never cease telling you the fucking truth. Somebody had to hear that today. I mean, we've got a lot of head nods. Because yeah. that's what we need in this world. We fucking, we need men who have balls to tell the goddamn truth. We don't need more men pandering to your silly ass and going, well, brother, she cheated on you and she didn't deserve you and all this shit. No, motherfucker, you brought something into your house that needs to be changed. I'm not saying you caused her to do that. I'm not saying you made her go open her legs, but you brought an environment. You disconnected from her. You did too much other things, whatever the hell you did, focus on that because that's what you have control over. You can't have control over whether or not she opens her legs or shows her titties on Snapchat to somebody else. What you have control over is you. We just cut it here. Just end it. Later, hey, guys. It's my, no, it's my birthday, is, man. I got to fucking go off. Yeah. <laughs> I think Mark, got, Mark got good rest last night, so he's fired up. But the thing is, it, it's true. It's true. Many guys get stuck in the bullshit dogma 
that, oh, it's fine. We'll work through it. No, motherfucker. Not till you do something to work on yourself. We can't save the marriage unless we save you. That's why we take the stance we do. Like if your partner is not doing any work, new relationship can't happen. You can't just lead from the forefront expecting her to step in and assimilate. That's not how this shit works. If it does, that's called control. Yeah. Yeah, Go ahead. And even more so, it's like so many times guys will start doing the work and then they get afraid because their partner's not doing the work and they recognize they're outgrowing that person. And then they're like, oh shit, what do I do now? Because now the story I'm telling myself about this person is starting to shift and starting to change. Now I'm afraid of being alone. Now I'm afraid that what if I'm actually supposed to be divorced? That was me. That was mm-hmm. me. And it was like, oh my gosh, I've, I'm making these changes. I'm making this growth. And this person doesn't want to go on that journey with me and is refusing flat out to grow. I got to make a decision. And yeah. going into that attorney's office and crying my eyes out and saying, I've got to file for divorce from my wife of almost 20 years. That was the fucking hardest thing I ever did, but it was the most liberating freeing thing I've ever done. And because of it, I, my life is 1000 times better. I wake up and I have peace and I have joy. I don't have drama in my life. My kids love me. My kids adore the relationship I have with my current wife. We have a great family. We don't have, we don't argue. We don't fight. I don't have to worry about her sleeping with somebody else. I don't have to worry about any of the shit I was worrying about because I decided to get my fucking balls back because I decided to put myself finally at the forefront and say, you know what, dude, like you don't, you don't have forever. I'm for at the time I was 40 years old. I don't have fucking forever to do this shit. I need to figure out what I want in my life. And if that means getting a divorce and if it goes against everything I've ever believed in my life, I might need to do that. And for some of you who have the faith side, I had the faith side. I had the God question of like, how's God going to look at this and all those things. And him and I had many conversations about it. And there was a freedom of what he gave me. And it was powerful. If you ever want to ask me, feel free to uh, DM me or whatever. And I'll tell you what he said. I don't like proclaiming it publicly because it's not necessarily a scriptural thing, but it was a God thing to me. And that's what I was able to make my, uh, my go on. Yeah. Ultimately, it comes, back, it comes down to the choice that you have yeah. conviction in. Yep. You know, if you're convicted and staying in the dogma of the dysfunction in the cycle that you continue on for years and years and years, and then you th- and then you look back and you're like, man, I wish it would change. It can, motherfucker, if you choose for it to change. Yeah. But it's not just going to happen on a whim. Like, I'm sorry, guys. I'll probably piss some people off. You can't just manifest and meditate your way to getting to the next level. That's the yeah. truth. You can't just wish your way there. It's going to take grit. It's going to take some hard work and a lot of leadership and probably some uncomfortable boundaries and situations from you. Well, I mean, really also, this, go ahead. Good. No, go ahead. No, you finish your I was going to say, and I'll also add that bullshit lie you tell yourself, if I work on myself, it'll give her space to run away is bullshit. Yeah. I, I think the thing that, that a lot of guys and we encounter this a lot when we're first talking to guys about jumping into one of our empowerment programs and they'll come to us with this level of they feel bad they feel guilty they feel like something needs to change but they just feel guilt right and and that guilt is is good the problem is is there's a lack of conviction for transformation 
And so when I'm assessing somebody, what I'm listening for and what my team, what I teach my team to do is to really listen for what level of transformational desire does this man actually have? Because sometimes people will do shit for a Band-Aid. Sometimes people will transact in finances for a Band-Aid for just stop the bleeding. Just I, I just stop the bleeding. And I, that has its place. That ultimately has its place. But the real actual transformation comes when a man has the conviction to change. And, and something I was teaching the team on is to, when you listen for a man, because some of you are here right now, even thinking to yourself, like, yeah, man, I feel really bad about what's happened. And, you know, I need to be a better man. I need to be a better father. And, and all these things, like, I need to do this. But there's zero conviction for it. And here is the bridge. If you look at guilt, and we got somebody's got a, uh, Armando's got the bridge there picture. If you look at guilt here and conviction here, the bridge to transformation, the bridge to change is one word. It is ownership. Yep. Ownership. Ownership. And some of you have a warped view of ownership. And that is part of the lie that you're believing. It's part of the lie that you're telling yourself. Oh, I've owned my shit. That's one of my favorite things somebody says to me. Oh, I've owned my shit, brother. Fuck you, motherfucker. You haven't owned shit. Because ownership is not a one-time thing. It is a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Ownership is an every day I get out of bed and go, how can I own my shit today? As the CEO of a multi-million dollar company, as a leader to 25 people on my staff, how, how do I own my shit to be as a father of seven children? How do I own my shit today as a, as a man who has to take accountability for uh, what he ate today? And if he exercised today and his spiritual progress, his emotional progress, I have to own my shit every single day. And I fail every single day because there's not one of us that has it made. But, yeah. the, but the, the, the beauty in that is the grace to give ourselves where we go, mm, I didn't own, I, I messed up there. I made a mistake there. I choose to own my shit. So here's what ownership looks like. It's an acknowledgement first. And then there's something that happens beyond that. I'm actually, I'll, I'll share this. So ownership is defined for me. This is how I define ownership as an acknowledgement of guilt or less than ideal behaviors by a man followed by a willingness and desire to raise his own standards. It's fucking meaty. Ownership is defined as an acknowledgement of guilt or less than ideal behaviors by a man, followed by a willingness and desire to raise his own standards. So what that means essentially is that the stories you're telling yourself, these sort of lies that you've been believing now have to be brought into ownership to mm -hmm. where you go, oh, shit, I, I've been believing lies and I have been not telling the truth to myself and I haven't been telling truth to people. And therefore, I need to own it by acknowledging it and setting a new standard. That is the difference because ownership is not just about, well, I feel really bad. I fucked up. I was a bad husband. It's like, okay, what's your point? What are you going to do about it? Well, I don't know. I just need to fix it. No, you don't need to fix it. You need to become. You don't need mm -hmm. to fix anything. You need to become. You don't need to change anything. You need to heal. You don't need to change anything. You need to heal. You don't need to fix anything. You need to become. You are a human being, not a human doing. There's mm -hmm. nothing you have to do. It's who you have to become. You become by latching on to the story, the true story of who you really fucking are. You guys have heard me say this story, and I love this story about the Pope when he looked at Michelangelo and said, how did you create this David statue? 
this David statue is beautiful. It's the most amazing statue I've ever seen. He took rock or whatever it was that he made it out of, or maybe it was uh, some specialized rock. I don't even fucking know. But back in the 1400s or 1500s, whenever the hell they created this thing, it was probably really hard. I think it was marble. I don't know. It was really hard to make those types of things back then. They didn't have lasers, AI technology like we have today. This guy carved that statue into David to who he was and who he thought he was. And he's like, how did you create this? And he said, simple. I took everything away that wasn't David. I took everything off of that rock that wasn't David. And that's who you've become. You've become this big rock where inside is that heart of a man that has been just encased, entombed by all the shit of the world, all the lies you believe that has covered you. And you don't have to take that rock and, and do anything with it other than just allow the things that are not you to be peeled away from who you are. And the more you submit to the process the greater transformation you can have. And the greater the transformation, why the fuck would your wife leave you unless she's so toxic and so dysfunctional she can't stand in your damn glory? Think about that. The more glorious you become as a man, the more empowered you become as a man, and she sees that from afar, why would she not want to be a part of that? I can tell you why. It's because she's dysfunctional. And she can't stand in your presence when a true man has put on his masculinity and a woman who is weak, a woman who is basically doesn't want anything to do with that because of her own wounding, her own brokenness, doesn't want anything to do with that. She will shy away from it. But a real woman will be attracted to that. I'm telling you guys, there are millions of women right now in this world going, where are the real men? Where are the men who are not castrated? Where are the men who have real balls, balls of steel, not fucking dildos? Some of you all walking around with just fucking plastic dildos thinking you got a dick or something. You ain't got shit. You ain't got shit because you can't stand in her fucking pain. You can't stand in her face as she's yelling. You can't stand when she's crying because you don't know what to do with it. You're just a fucking dildo. That's the fucking truth, guys. That's the truth I had to look at myself with. And I have to always look at myself with, am I being a real man with real cock and balls or am I being a fucking dildo right now? Have I earned the right and respect to be a man in this situation or am I just being a fucking dildo? Somebody need to hear that today. I don't know who you are. It's probably on the podcast eight weeks from now, but somebody needs to fucking hear that. It's a good day, brother. I think we're complete. <laughs> I think we've given them a lot to stew on. No, I think ultimately, man, it's so much more. And it's funny. Like I, I, I hear what you're saying when, when we're on a call with a guy and he's like, yeah, I've taken ownership. This is me taking ownership. <laughs> and I'm sitting there and I'm like, man, if it was that easy, shit, all of us would have the relationship and marriage of our dreams if it was that easy to take ownership. But it's not. It takes yeah. a day in, day out, constant effort. And yeah. I put in the chat something to polarize for you guys. Ask yourselves, we ask every guy when he comes in over the next week, if you could get healed from one thing, what does that look like? And then we ask them the question, who's the man you want to become? Start there. Because that man is the man you're working towards. And until you are that man actively, consistently, effortlessly working towards that, you're just going to stay in this in-between place. And if you feel like you're in limbo, that should be the indicator. It's time to do something different. Yeah. If everything you've done up until now has gotten you here, and if here is not where you want to be, it's time. 
it's time to do something different. I believe that's all we got for you guys today. Got anything else you want to drop for him, Mark? Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're ready to own your shit and I don't mean like I'm ready to apologize. No, you're like ready to be accountable and ready to live a different life. I want to encourage you to get on a call with one of our advisors, talk through what you need to do next steps. Um, we don't make a pitch to everybody to join our thrive program. Um, we only want the guys that are ready to do the work uh, as much as possible. You know, everyone's in a different situation. Some guys can, some guys can't, and that's okay. Um, we're not here to beat you up. We're here to call you out, bring you the truth. If you want to be a part of it, there's your link right there. Uh, you can drop a, uh, there's a, there's a link right there. You can get on a call with one of our advisors and talk through it. If not all good, we've got other things you can do. Hang out the free podcast, hang out on these free group, et cetera. That's why we provide all this. We're trying to provide value for those of you who are just in a different situation or a difficult situation. Either way, you're getting something out of it. And that's our goal. So we do this because we, we do care about you guys. So, um, yeah, let me post that strategy session link again. So it's there at the bottom guys, check it out. There's no commitment getting on that call, but this is for the guys that are ready to make a change. We don't even know if you're a fit, but what we will do is hear you like truly hear what's happening and give you some takeaways and a game plan in the right direction to go, regardless on if we work together and we understand, you know, some guys just aren't ready, but if you are, and I'm speaking to you, the guy that needs to hear this, if you are ready, click that link. It could be the first thing that you do towards getting things right for you. Yep. That's all we got 100%. for you guys. Appreciate you being here. We'll see you on the next one. Have a great day, y'all. Peace. Hey, thanks again for joining us on this episode of Empowered AF 2.0. If you're new here, thanks for checking out this episode. And I encourage you to take a visit back to the first episodes in this podcast. Look, we have over 50 episodes on the foundations of how to be an empowered man. I'm talking about in your relationship with your wife, your kids, your work, your boss, whoever and whomever. And I highly suggest you take some time to listen and gain some insight and knowledge from those episodes. And hey, if you want to connect with me deeper, be sure to check out the Empowered Man group. That's empoweredman.co slash group empoweredman.co slash group for latest information and to join our group of other men who are wanting to be empowered just like you. Until then, this is Mark signing off, Empowered AF 2.0.